hello and welcome or welcome back for those of you who are regular listeners to the Let's Talk Here podcast. Um, this is Anna Nelson. I am your host and I am very, very, very excited today. So if you are watching this on YouTube, you guys are already going to see the face of my beautiful guest. But if you are listening, um, I have a huge treat for you. So in season one, I decided to reach out to some people and have some guest interviews. And I love doing it so much that I wanted to continue that into season two. And what I basically preach, I practice, and I will continue to shoot my shot and ask people who I admire, who I respect, who I look up to, to come and chat on the podcast. And so sometimes people say no. And I'm very excited that today our guest um, said yes. And I'm very, very excited because Julie, for those of you who don't know, aka Colors with Chemistry on Instagram, um, agreed to be a guest on the podcast. And I'm excited. I'm honored. Um, and I think it's going to be a very, very juicy and information filled episode. So without further ado, I'm going to let Julie, um, if you can just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your story. Absolutely. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for jumping in and listening. And thank you so much for having me. I, uh, adore the friendship that we've been able to, to create with one another online, which is pretty amazing. If you think about it, how you can, how social media can bring people together, which yes. is so awesome. What a concept. Uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> it can make people friends. Yes. You know, so, um, a little bit about my story. I'm like, Oh gosh, where do I start? Well, number <laughs> one, I, I love that you said it was going to be juicy. <laughs> it is so. going to be juicy because we're, 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 we're two juicy people. We talk about yeah, lots of juicy stuff to share. Okay. So um, I, I shared with you before I started and, and a lot of other people, I started in the hair business late in life. Now I know there's so many people since then have, that have reached out that are actually starting later than me, which I think is so awesome. So brave um, that they're doing that, doing that. But I started behind the chair at 38 years old. So I had a career for eight years and then we got laid off all of us. <laughs> got laid off. All of a sudden I was pregnant. Um, I was about to have a baby and, um, we just brought our first house. It was right before Christmas. And it was like, Hey, so y'all don't have a job. And I mean, we just fell to the bottom of the ocean floor financially. It was a really hard time. And I mean, to this day, still like recovering from that. And, you know, so anyway, um, I remember a moment I was 34 at the time. I had a friend named Mary. She and I were old college friends. And I remember seeing her and I was just crying. Like, I'm so tired of living in yoga pants and t-shirts and being a mom and, you know, like with you no know. outlet, you know? And so she said, listen, um, my salon is hiring, which I had been at before. It's actually a client back in the day. And another friend of mine actually apprenticed there. So I drove 45 minutes down to the salon to have an interview to be a part-time front desk person. And so they said, yes, I got the, um, the job right away, which was so great. So I called it my sanity job. It was like three days a week, um, 45 minutes away, which is a lot, right. But, um, it's Atlanta. I mean, what's 45 minutes and it was like part-time. So it was no big deal. But anyway, as soon as I got there, my girls were three and four years old at the time. 
and they had asked me right away, like, do you want to apprentice and become a stylist? Then I was like, uh, no, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, cause I'm working at this front desk. You're learning the business. You're learning, you know, and I'm watching the stylist and I'm like, no, no, thank you. Uh, no, <laughs> but it's funny because, you know, I actually, you know, I'm very, a creative, very creative person. I went to school for fashion, went to school for music business, you know, wound up, you know, doing all these creative jobs. So, um, I started while I was at the front desk, I started doing a jewelry business just to have a creative outlet. So there's just like this thing going. And, and then one day, um, I guess it was like, I don't remember. It was a really hard time in, in the, um, in the world, like money's going out. What do they call it? Recession? The recession. Yeah. Oh, seven, oh, eight. Yes. Maybe, but it was a little bit after that. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. So our salon didn't deal with the recession in 2008 when everyone else did. It was like a couple years after. Mm -hmm. So when that was happening, they were like, listen, we think, you know, we can't afford you part time. Um, and I was like, oh gosh, I guess I have to go find another job, you know? And then I couldn't find anything. I was like, I don't want to do an office. I don't want to do this kind of job. You know what I mean? And, and I was it's like, so fun like, working in a salon, even as a, as a front desk person, because just the vibe and the energy and hairdresser like this industry is fun. So you can't just go back to an office job after oh hanging so around hairdressers. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so, so, um, then the offer came up again, like, do you want to apprentice? I think you'd really love that. This would be really good for you. Cause again, we were still at the bottom of the ocean floor. And so at that point, my girls were about to go into middle school. So it was four years later, I was at the front desk for four years. Wow and learning the business. So, so anyway, it was a good time because I had four years of learning my, um, my master, you know, the person you train under, and I needed to learn how to survive that. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of good things that happened in four years of waiting. And so I said, yes. And that's when I was 38. So I'm 38 starting something completely new and feeling like I'm a million years behind. Yeah. And so I'm behind the chair learning this stuff. And I was frustrated because like you, I'm a why girl. Like I can't just, don't tell me what to do because when you're not there and I have to think for myself. Yeah. Big problem. Yeah. How am I supposed to think for myself? If you don't tell me why and how you just tell me what. And so I would kept asking all these questions and I kept running into roadblocks because they had been doing hair for so long. They didn't know how to tell me. Yeah. The how and the why they're just like, this is how it is. This is how you do it. I do it. Yeah. Like, no, that's not it. That doesn't work. There's more, you know, there's more, so much more. There's so much more. So, so I started studying on my own because I, I needed to know how to survive and to, to do this on my own. And I remember one day, um, he said to me, um, okay, I want you to formulate this, um, base color in 35 seconds, you know, uh, <laughs> part of that was because I'm an overthinker and I like, you know, lots of details. So it's so funny that something that he thought would be negative actually turned into be one of my biggest fortes, but whatever. But when in that moment I go, Oh my God, I don't know what to do. I don't even know where to start. And that was the moment where I was like, I better learn this. Mm. And I spent hours like after, cause I was still part-time at that time but I would stay there two or three hours after sitting by all the stylist stations and asking them why they were doing it and what they were doing. And, and I remember having this feeling like they really want me to do well. 
and they answered as many questions as they could. And I thought, when I do this, I'm going to turn around and do that for other people. And some people have a cap at what they could answer too. Like I remember where, when I would ask and, you know, I got into the industry pre-social media. So I didn't have Instagram mm-hmm. and YouTube at my fingertips. I had the people that I worked with and there was only so much they knew. And like you, there was, there was a cap. So I was like, but no, but why? Yes. And I remember yes. they're like, are you for like, this is what, this is why I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. I don't buy it. There's more. You had to, you had to process it. So here's what happened with that. Whenever I would ask a question that I couldn't answer, the answer would always be, go ask Brad. Mm. Brad was a chemist who was, the, um, he was his uh, family had um, the beauty supply chain where they were the distributors of the color. So I knew at this point right away, if there was a question, go ask the chemist because they knew. They didn't send me to the manufacturer's book. They didn't send me here. They sent me to Brad. Yes. And I went, aha. So there's something or someone that knows. So go to those people. And so I spent my career looking for those people. Yep. Because I have the answers. They have the answers. And have you found though, like, so I've, I've talked to a lot of chemists and cosmetic chemists, and sometimes if they're not in the hair color world, they have Mm -hmm. the answers, but it doesn't translate in the hair color world. So then it's like, you got to bridge that gap of like, okay, this is what the chemist is saying, but this is what the hair is doing. And they don't understand what the hair does. So like, how do I, I've been there and I'm just like, ah, okay, I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. Yeah. 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 No, I bumped into both. I bumped into cosmetic chemists that don't know the hair or the color theory part. Um, they know the hair, but not the color theory part. So that connection. And then I know chemists that do know both. And so those are the gems. Yes. And I feel like they, they all are right. Because we know the color theory part or for the most part, right. Hopefully we do, but, um, <laughs> you know, we can put those gaps together. And I always said, you know, here's what would, if a company would do this, they would kill it. Mm-hmm. They would take a hairstylist and connect them to the chemist so that they can be a liaison for the company and teach the educators, the chemistry, but you got to have special people who love it. enough to learn it deep enough to then go back and simplify. Yeah. Right. Cause you and I, we talk about all the time. You don't have to be a chemist, but you do have to understand the chemistry, but you got to have a love for it. Cause if you don't, and I know a lot of people who like it, but not enough to actually sit there and read these big has chemistry books with big words that like, you know, you have to love it. You have, and it's hard to find that. And I think that's why I resonate with you because you do love it and nerd out as much as I do, maybe even more. I don't know. But like, there's very few people who are into the nitty, nitty, nitty greedy of it. But it's the key. I think the key is taking that complex idea and then simplifying it for the rest of the industry. Yeah. Because chemist to a hairdresser. Sometimes it's hard, but okay. But here's where I think sometimes the the issue is, um, and I have run into this time and time again in this business on the education side, and I'm sure you have too, where in the beginning, when I would start to share the chemistry in a simplified way, they would say, oh, the stylists don't want it. They don't need it. They don't need it. And um, um, I did not believe that Yeah, same. But because I'm like, they're frustrated because you're oversimplifying. They don't have the full picture. Mm-hmm. They have all pieces. the pieces. Yeah, you need to have only pieces. So you tell them this, they stick to this like it's black and white. They don't realize the door opens this wide. And so now they're in a creative box that's this small. Yep. When you can open the box this big. Yes. 
So I'm sure you've seen it in the industry because like you said, years ago, people didn't want it. And I don't think that they didn't want it. They didn't know that they want. So now more and more people are just like, oh yeah, this is, I'm into this. And it's like, yeah, because it's a foundational part of what we do is understanding the science Mm -hmm. and the chemistry along with the business, along with the technique, along with, along with, along with, like it's a whole industry is changing in that, but I do think it's the younger generation bringing the change. Heck yeah. And because they are the ones pushing right for those answers. And so, and I've run into educators that are older that refuse to go in there. Oh, you don't need that. Oh, you don't. And then I'm like, but now you've got all these young ones coming to you and you can't help them. Yeah. Yeah. So where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? They're going to find them and they find them. Right. And so, and it's, it's one of those things. The industry is changing in so many ways, right? I see so much more business being talked about than ever before. Yep. Um, why that is though, because all these people left salons into suites thanks to COVID, right? The suites were already blowing up and then COVID really, so then people went into suites and then now I see what's happening is they're leaving suites and going into little mini salons because they yes. don't want to be alone and they, there's things that they don't know. So it's like uh, somebody who's skilled in color and technique, somebody who's skilled in business and somebody who's skilled in social media all kind of team up and make a little mini powerhouse salon. And so yeah. I, I love it. I love watching the change. I've been in the industry for 23 years and it's been a roller coaster. And this is my favorite part in my career this time. This because, time. Because I think the social media, because like you said, the younger generation is coming with demands that the mm-hmm. industry has to meet. And some people aren't meeting those. And the ones who are meeting those demands, well, it's a win-win. Yeah. And it's also a really beautiful time for people that let don't thrive behind the chair. Mm-hmm. Like that's me. Like I loved doing some work, behind, like I did beautiful work behind the chair. I didn't love the lifestyle of being behind the chair. Oh yeah. Who does? And well, I guess there's, a lot, of, there's yeah. a lot of people that love it. And I always thought something's wrong with me, <laughs> but no. actually there's not, it's just who I am. And so it's, so it's opening so many more doors for people. Either they try, they're trying to get out from behind the chair because they're tired. They don't want to live the, the second half that way, but they, they love this business so much. So how can I get back to this business in a way that isn't necessarily living behind the chair every day? And then you have those stylists. I mean, I have so many friends that just love and thrive behind the chair every day and that vibe and that buzz. And, you know, and so they're, to me, they're, the doors are opening in a lot of ways for so many different types of people that want to stay in this business and love this business. Yeah. Because there's so many avenues in being a successful contributing member of this industry. And it's not always behind the chair. I mean, I'll share with you when I had my son, he's now eight and a half. I went back to work three days a week. And that was only going to be temporary until he went to school. Well, I loved it because, so I love the, the, the behind the chair work, but I like it in my way. I take one client at a time, maybe Mm -hmm. four or five clients a day, three days a week. So the hustle, that's not for me. I don't like, but, and and if it is for other people, like that is amazing. So I'm kind of like the first person that you described of where I I love being behind the chair, but only three days a week. Any more than that, my body is like, F you, we're no. done. Yeah, right? yeah. But then I also love this industry. So how can I contribute to this industry? And so that's how I've married both of my passions and it's working, right? And so there is yeah. so many ways 
to be successful in the hair industry, you don't have to just do hair. And if that's for you, that's amazing too. And you can slang five clients at a time, or you can do one very expensive, very luxurious service. Like it is mm-hmm. limitless. And it's because social media showed us what's possible. Social yes. It opened doors. Yeah, it gives us a glimpse into how other people work and what other people outside of your salon do. And you're just like, oh my God, I was in this box, but like, it's really this infinite possibility and I can create what I want my career to look like in the industry. Yes. So it's- What they said, um, create a business you love. And you never work a day in your life. Yeah, well, but, but you, you have to create it, right? You have to figure out what it is or how you work best. And and it is interesting with what I'm doing now. You know, I get so many, hey, can you come and do this for our salon? Can you do this? Can you, will you open the book for another day and all this? And I, I have to ask myself, well, if I do that, will I love the business that I made? Right. And the answer is no. So I have to say no. Yeah. Not because I don't want to help you or don't want to come to your salon. I love that. But I also know if I'm I, not going to love that, I'm not going to love that. And here's why. So it's one of those things, those ba- you know, the boundaries thing, you know, as saying, but it's so hard because I even find myself in that too, of just like, I used to do the workshops in person and then I brought it online and I love that it's online, but people want it in person. So it's like, how but it's exhausting coming and traveling and packing and doing like, so that's kudos to you that you're very yeah. clear on that. I, I'm still wishy-washy of just like, I love being mm-hmm. in the salon with hairdressers, but I'm also, it's a lot. Um, and I don't mind doing it in Georgia. Like this is where I live. I uh, so you don't want to travel far. No. It, and I've done that. Yeah. And it's not for it, but, but what, with the way that we do what we do with so many visuals and all that, it is a lot, mm-hmm. it's a lot to travel with all of that. And so, um, so I love doing it, but I have to put up the boundaries so that I can still be happy, enjoy my life. And if I enjoy it, I'll still do it. And you're gonna be, yeah. You're going to be happy educating it and facilitating it. And you're going to be in your yes. flow. It's funny before COVID is the last in-person workshop, in-person workshop that I had done. And it was in Washington mm. and I shipped a box. I think it was probably 50 pounds of just stuff. Right. And there was a lot of, I'm very much like you. And, um, one of my students were like, you and Julie have the same brain. And I feel like there's a lot of similarities of the visual kinesthetic, um, I, I love that because that's how I, how I learn. That's how I taught my son when he was a baby. And so I feel like it's, it resonates, but yeah. the whole point is I ship this box and then I show up 24 hours before the class and all the glass beakers, containers shattered. Yeah. Shattered. And I was, and I remember Chad was helping me and I was like, in that moment, I'm like, oh no, 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 no. This is not, I'm not about this life. And then two weeks later, the whole world shut down because of COVID. I'm like, maybe it's a sign. (laughs) Well, when you said you shipped a box, my first reaction is I would be like anxious. Like, is it going to make it? You know what I mean? Like, no, I paid so much to get it tracked and signed. Like, so it got there. But everything, like I have a visual for melanin and it's in a jar, a mason jar with like, what? And it it was everywhere. Oh, what a mess. What a mess. Yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. So anyways, um, back to it. Back to it now, right? Huh? (laughs) 
can laugh you, about it now. I can laugh now. Yeah, I cried. I I, I would totally cry too. I mean, it was so that's a lot of stress and people relying on you and uh yeah. And I was totally. traveling with like my projector and my cameras. I was like, what am I? I don't know. But like you, I'm like California. That's- we're good here. This is my happy, yeah. happy place. Anywho, so you do everything online and that is you're happy. That's your flow right there, right? For you're now, online and you're and you're good. Yeah. Yeah. For now, you know why? Because the need is so great. Yeah. And it, and it helps hairdressers not to have the expense of travel because they're, I feel like you miss a whole group of hairstylists because there's certain hairstylists that have the ability to leave for a certain amount of days to pay for the flight, yeah. to pay for the hotel. So, and I get that. And that's awesome. But you got a whole bunch of hairstyles that can't do that. So what happened? Yeah. What happened to that? I could not agree with you more because I think a lot of us love to travel and take classes, but sometimes we can't. And then Mm -hmm. like, I remember like when I was pregnant and my son was a baby, I couldn't, and I had so much FOMO because I wanted to take classes. And the only options I had were my local manufacturer distribution classes. And I'm like, but no, I want to take, and I couldn't. And so I think it, I agree. There's a whole generate or a whole segment of hairdressers um, that can't travel. And so why, how you do it or how I do like the online space is wildly important. And it's a place like, should be a place for everybody, right? Like if you want to set up that, you know, class and have people come for, I love that too. Like I, I would never say no. Right. I'm very flexible in that. But at the same time, we've been able to hit many styles from like 16 different countries that would never have happened if I had made myself so busy traveling and all of that. And so it's like the doors have opened wide um, across. do Do you feel that people now are more Cause I get this a lot where people are like, oh, I wish it was in person. But then I have people who are just like, I love that you do it online. So do you feel like that number of people who actually enjoy the online, whether it's pre-recorded or Zoom immersive is growing? Do you feel yes. like that's happening? Yeah, I think so too. Oh yeah. I'm every so now and then, like um, every now and then someone will say, hey, can I have that recorded? I like to do it on my own. And then I'm like, you know, honestly, you miss so much when, you know, so we have kind of a variety of both, but I, I like the work. If that makes sense. Putting together and doing and yeah. And the connection with stylists and answering the questions right then and there. And so I always said, like, if I stop like enjoying spending time with people and enjoying helping the stylist, you'll see all of my courses online and you'll take it and you won't even touch and have any connect connection with me. I and it's you, funny. you will know I am done. Right. Right. And, and so, so it's funny. I want to share something because I'm literally the opposite. So everything that my, my course is all pre-recorded. Yeah. And the reason I want to, to go that route is because it's such technical information. I want to talk about technique versus technical, but with the tech in my mind, I'm like, no, you need to have access to it and you have to be able to rewatch it. But now I'm just like, but I miss people. And like, well, yeah, but, but you, I think the good thing for you is you also are still working behind the chair at this moment. This right. So, true. so you get that need met 
Whereas yeah. I don't. And so the connection, so I, I told my brother, my brother's huge, you know, and did business, you know, and, and all of this. And he was talking about the online. I said, but Steven, I love the connection. And, and how am I going to know what's happening in their world if I don't connect with them? You I'll know? tell you, you won't know. Unless they reach mm-hmm. out to you, you're going to have no idea. Yeah. Exactly. And so in that moment, we find out what's going on, you know, and you can and help then, them right then and there. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, there again, I, which I love, we've talked about this as room and space for so many different ways and to connect with so many different types of people. There are, there are going to be styles that are like, I hate that. I don't like that. They're not going to come. Yeah, and that's so okay. Yes. And that's okay. Exactly. So I love that there's room and space. I mean, it's immense. The need is immense right now. Well, and I think that goes into the first thing that I want to talk about, because I feel like um, you and I are similar. And there's a lot of people, especially probably over the last five or six years, where education is of the utmost importance, right? And so like, I always talk about it in the sense of like the value of staying green, Right. How do we, no matter where you are in your journey, right? You're in school, you're apprenticing, you're assisting, you're in a salon, you own a salon. There's never a moment, and I don't like to should on people, but this is the one thing that I will should on is there's never a moment where you should be like, I already know. Mm -hmm. Right. When you cap and you're like, I know it all, I'm good, everything is working. That is when, and I want your input on it, but the way I look at it is that is when you're, you decay. So mm-hmm. there's two states of being, there's growth and there's decay. A lot of us have this misconception that we have this, I'm chilling, I'm good, everything's cool. It's running like a well-oiled machine. That is a, in my opinion, in my experience, a fallacy. You mm-hmm. are either growing as a hairdresser, as a salon owner, as a human being, as a mother, as a wife, you're either growing or you're decaying. And I feel that when we get to a place of like, no, I'm good. That's the first step of decaying. And you're going to see the downward trend spiral. And um, so I want your thoughts on where you see mm-hmm. like the, the value of staying green and why, why you think more people are drawn to educate? Is it because there's so much more education? Is it because, or is it everything? What do you think? Well, it's interesting that you say that because sometimes like people will reach out and say, Hey, which class should I take on this many years in? And I'm like, that tells me nothing, nothing, unfortunately. And I don't mean to poo poo on uh, someone's years in the business, you know, because that's years of experience, but we've had people 20 years in, in our classes, not be taught the difference between neutral and brown the very basics of color theory. And so, but it's so many that have missed. And I think it, it's not, not of their fault. I don't blame them. It's because our industry for a, a time period, there was missing education. Like, I don't know what happened if they were like, let's simplify it. Hairdressers don't want all that. Whatever. Let's stupid proof it. I've heard that. Let's stupid proof it. Stupid proof it. So you lower the baseline to meet people. Like I think there's a balance between me meeting people where they're at and, and there's also, a, and then bumping them. Right. Because if you keep coming down, keep coming down to wherever the industry decided that baseline is going to be, you don't like at some point you have to kind of help push up. Yeah. Oh. But I'm also, I'm also in, in the mindset of, I will not persuade somebody 
that they need education. Oh yeah. Never. Who am I to tell you what you need? But not not just that, because not just that, but like, I remember, um, I was having a conversation with someone who was 30 years in and she was like double tripping booking. She was making great money. She's like, how would you convince me that I need it? And I was like, I wouldn't because you, you aren't who I want to teach. Right. I've taught so many times where a salon owner will have all their salon people come. And I'm like, and they didn't all choose, they didn't all choose to be there. And I'm like the entire class suffers. The whole crew suffers. I'm like, anybody that comes to my class has chosen personally to pay income. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you, because I know you want to be here, right? I don't have to convince you that you need education. And so like, I'll pop stuff up on Instagram. And part of that is to show people, Hey, did you know, without saying, did you know? Yeah. Right. And so it's like, people start to see things and they go, I have never oh, seen, I didn't know this. Yes. And those that are curious that stay green, they come. And I, here's what I've also noticed. I notice educators coming and here's why because they've had so many questions from their companies. Like they work for companies and they're asking them and they never get the answers. And so they're coming to get a non-branded across the board answer because they've been missing it and they've been desperately seeking because they're trying to help people. Right. And so, and then I have like salon owners come and they say, I do really beautiful hair. I just don't know how to translate to them. The word. Yeah. Like yeah, you had so in your salon experience when you were apprenticing, they did beautiful yes. work, but they couldn't exp- explain the why. And there's why? always a why there is yes. always a why. So it's finding the people who can explain the why in a way that you understand it because Julie yes. can explain it in a way and I can explain it in a way. And this person, and it may not resonate. Right. And so it's, but yes, sorry, back to the whole point of, yeah, the value of staying green. We, we have to. If, well, if, and a lot of times you don't realize it until someone comes and asks you why. Yeah. And then you can't answer. That's exactly what happened to the people that I was learning from. And they went, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had, I had an assistant and, and I can't explain cutting if my life depended on it. Mm. I can't explain it. It's intuitive for me. I don't know why. And she asked me and I said, you need to take a class. She's like, but that haircut was beautiful. I'm like, but I can't explain it. I can't transfer I, it. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I don't know what I, there's a gap. And so yes. you need to go to somebody else who can teach it in a way that you understand it because it's not me. Yeah. Not me. I'm but not the it, one. That it's bad. Like, let's say, I always say like, if you do beautiful hair and you love that and you're not curious to learn, then keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Because at some point you're going to hit a wall. In something, and then let that wall be your motivation to be like, whoa, let me learn this. And that's fine, right? You can be a successful hairdresser and and not know the science and the way that we know it. Yeah, I see it all the time. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's it's totally fine. But like you said, there comes a point where something happens that yes. you can't explain or that you can't fix, or that, and that's when you go seek. And that's what you're saying, I think, is like, you want the people who are seeking what you have to offer. You're not trying to sell them on, here's what I have. You should buy it. No, you shouldn't. The, no, only, no. Thing that, the only thing I would say you should do is just continuously grow. That's it. Yes. And, and I agree it. a thousand percent, but it's one of those things you can't make people want to. 
But when they're ready, right? Then isn't you're it ready. amazing when they are ready though? Because it's yes. like mind blowing. Especially if you go to a class where it is very mind blowing. It's yeah that you didn't know or you hadn't heard in that perspective. And it doesn't have to be just technical, even with techniques. Like I remember when air touch came out, I was like, whoa, how fun I thought about it that way. Like I was sitting here yeah. too. And now it's not necessarily for me, but it was a, oh, that's really cool. And I took and paid for a class, even though I don't use it because I want to learn it. Well, and I think that's the other thing too. It's like, it gets boring. Like how many people are doing the same thing and don't even think about it. Like you get your car and you drive somewhere. You're like, how the heck did I, I know your- that? Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Or you foil the same way, or you apply yeah. the same way, or you style the same way. And that's, that's the decay. That's not yeah. the group. You get bored, you lose your passion, you lose your heart. It's not exciting for you anymore. And even if it's not like I'm getting education because I feel like I'm missing something, I'm getting education. So I can get excited again. Yeah. So many different reasons and, and ways to get your education. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like a technique or, you know, I love that there's business now. Yeah. Right. One of the things I coach on with people, if, if, you know, if they're approaching burnout, for example, right. Like whether five years in 30 years in, we all approach that wall of burnout. And one of my biggest pieces of advice is to go take a class. Yeah. Go take a class to with somebody that resonates with you, because that in and of itself can automatically ignite some excitement and some passion. Yeah. And you're back on the upward trend of growth again. So yeah. there's, there's so much value in education and all of education, whether it's manufacturer, those are important classes too. If you're using a line, you got to know independent technique, technical business mindset. Like there, there is no shortage of there's education. Well, I think, I think that's okay. So let me put this out there too. There have definitely been times where people have paid for classes and been disappointed. And so, and I think maybe that's the beauty of social media is that kind of like when, um, when a client, before they come to see you, they watch your page, they look and see if they like it. So social media is great in that sense. Like you can get a vibe for like a, an educator or an education, you know, lineup that may, you know, resonate with you or, or whatnot. And so hopefully that would take some of the fear out, but there is fear, especially now to spend money. If you feel like you're not going to get the value. Um, I mean, how much does a tube of hair color cost? Someone told me the other day, I was like, what? <laughs> for how many ounces, you know, it's, so it's, crazy. it's crazy town right now. And so, um, I think there's fear there too. Am I going to get what I am hoping to get? You know what I mean? No, that's, that's, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I think that's why, uh, you know, I always talk shit about social media because I'm like, it's out, but it is a blessing because, you know, you get to see what somebody is about. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of people who will follow and watch what I do before they get into my program. And I get it. It's that fear of like, can I relate to this person? Can I trust this person? in what they're saying and the value that I'm going to get. So it is great for social media, but trust your intuition. Me and Julie were talking Mm -hmm. about this before is you can get somebody's essence and somebody's vibe within spending, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes, 10 minutes on their page. You'll get to see what they're about. And if you're not about it, that's okay. That's okay. Because there's other people that you, that you will resonate with. 
Yeah. Yes. And it's not about, well, I don't vibe with this educator, so they must suck. No, you just don't it vibe just for you. <laughs> That's okay. Yes. Yes. There's plenty of people in my life. I love them, but they're just not for me every day or, you know, whatever. And that's, yeah. that is the beauty of social media. I feel like I keep amping up social media because I feel like there's more opportunity and more good than bad, but there is also the drawbacks of um, some of the things from social media, but we're not going to talk about that today. We're yes. going to talk about the good things. And um, one of the when you're talking about the fears that people bring or have or experience, mm-hmm. um, I found that there's a lot of that with some hairdressers who have been in the industry for a long time. Um, you know, when I first started with my education, I was like, I'm going to go for the newbies, fresh out of school people like those. But what I found is it's really more people who've been in the game for 15 or 20 years and hit that wall of just like, there's so much I don't know. And I need some guidance. I need some perspective. And so I think your story kind of meshes with this of just like, you came to the game late, right? Yes. And there are people who want to take education later on in their career. And I want you to talk on this, especially because it's, it's true for you and your story is like, it's never too late. There's never of like, well, I've been doing it for 30 years. And so it's shameful. Or what if my student, my staff sees me taking a business class, like that is all made up in your head, Mm -hmm. right? Like those stories, I think right? Like Julie, imagine if you let those stories of like, maybe I'm too old, maybe I shouldn't do this. I, I missed the boat. If you let that stop you, we wouldn't have you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so this whole idea of you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm here to go ahead and challenge that real quick. <laughs> I, call bullshit. I call bullshit. What do you think? No, I totally agree. And I think, um, and I think that there's a piece, sometimes people feel ashamed, right? Like I'm ashamed to go to this class that is called the basics, or I'm ashamed to. And I think that for me, it's such a huge thing to help people relax and know you're not alone. You are not the only one who is 20 years in 15 years in that never got this. I can't tell you how many come to classes and say, I never learned this. I learned to cancel color, period. That's it. Let's neutralize it. That's it. Yes. And so it's like, there's empathy for you, not um, judgment. And so, um, and I have a a good friend of mine. She is teaching these classes with me now. And I love her Her name's Alicia LaShawn. And she was in the industry for 25 years. And she, I love her because she is, like you said, she's always open to learning. And she's now the joy and excitement that she has when she comes back. She's like, Jules, oh my God. Like, you know, it's working, you know, and it's so cool. And now she gets to turn around and help other people. And I feel like there's so many of us that are like, I went through this, this sucked. And I didn't like feeling like I didn't know what I was doing behind the chair. Right. And then you learn it and you go back and you turn around and help other people. And so there's a lot of us, I think there's a lot of empathy in our industry. I feel like that's probably why, like, what do they say? Like when people get out of the industry, a lot of them become nurses, you know, yeah, yeah. or like caretakers. Yep. Caretakers because there's a caretaking piece in us. Either we're caring for the client or we're caring for another hairdresser that, you know, maybe got lost to the shuffle or, or just, wing their way and 
And here's the thing. I have a lot of respect for people that have been in this business for 20 years, 15 years, whatever, that didn't learn it, that had to stand behind the chair, encourage every day, knowing they didn't know and they did it anyway. It was like trial by fire, baby, you know, winging winging it and it's, I always say like, you're praying to the color gods and I see yes. people and I did, I was 11 years in and I was doing that. I didn't know what I didn't know. No, And it wasn't yeah. until I was on my own and I had a color correction situation that I couldn't get out of. And I was like, okay, reel it back there. I'm missing a lot here. And so that's yeah. how kind of, I went on that quest of just like, nah, there's more that I, I need to know if I want to be this way. And if not, yeah. I could continue to wing it. And so if for any of you that are listening and you have five, 10, 15, 20 years under your belt, just know that like, there's some things that you actually may not know and that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's okay. not your fault. It's not that, you know, you didn't pay attention. Maybe it wasn't taught to you. Maybe it wasn't shared with you. Maybe it wasn't as important. Like, um, I don't know, 10 years ago, there was just toners. There was no acidic demis and alkaline demis. We just toned. 20 years ago, we used rue at the shampoo bowl to like, <laughs> so things, yeah. things have changed and it's, it's, it's okay. And you can completely transform your career even 30 years in. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not about, I've been doing it for this long, so I should. You, no, just one step in front of the other. And so you can teach an old dog new tricks. It is never too late ever um, to learn. And there's phenomenal educators in this industry right now who have so much knowledge, wisdom, value, and you just got to seek them out and see if they vibe with you. And if they do, then, you know, it's a oh, take. Yeah, yeah. It's you to invest in yourself. Um, it's what. Well, the same thing goes for the new ones. And, and here's why I say that, because so many of them there, it's kind of like whatever the vibe is going on in the industry at the time, right? Like this huge wave of all this blonding and all this back combing and all this fabulous stuff is awesome. But then you had a whole generation that didn't learn how to do gray coverage. Uh-huh. So like, I, you know, I remember you permanent color. how many, or, they don't know how to, there's afraid of it. And I understand you're afraid of what you don't know and what you don't touch period. It doesn't matter what it is. That's normal for all of us. Yeah. And so I know like there was this young coworker of mine. She's amazing blonder, amazing at fashion shades, just so good. But great coverage was terrifying to her, you know, and that's, I, that was a livelihood. That was, hello. my whole clientele is bread and butter, great coverage. Yeah. Right. So it was cool to be able to help one another. Um, again, whatever you don't do is a a fearful thing. We're afraid of the unknown. So once you get your fingers in it and you start to go, you lose that fear. You know, I find that when you have something that you are afraid of, whether it's in this industry or in your life in general, Mm -hmm. if you don't acknowledge it, I always call it like shine the light on it. Because when you don't shine the light on it, it seems like this big, scary thing, this big, scary monster. And then you shine the light on it and you realize it's a little mouse and that you can handle it. And that's like, for me, that has rang true in my life in general. Like, where are my fears? When I shine the light on it, I realize, okay, it's not that scary. Let me step into it. And then you walk into the fear and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And I'm a better person for it. So shine the light on the fear is my, my little, 
Imagine a flashlight. I like it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about, um, what were we going to talk about? Oh, so one thing I wanted to get your input on, um, is when we're talking about education, well, I guess we kind of covered this, like the technique classes versus technical classes and why it's Mm. important to have both. Because I was for a long time, a serial technique class taker. I loved taking technique classes. And I think there is a time and a place, but if the technical isn't addressed and Mm -hmm. like, you're not fully grounded in the technical, the technique is only going to take you so far. Yeah. Like if you're only going to get, then what? So you do the beautiful Mm -hmm. foiling, but then what? So what is your take on the difference between the two? I think we see it, see it in the same way. I think for a long time, there, all there was was technique classes. So it's like, well, I'd like to take a te- you know technical class, but I don't even know which one to take. You know, like where were they? This is what I was going through. I was like, I had all these techniques because that was you know balayage was starting to come around, and you know, so I was all about it. You know, um, but I couldn't find. This was a problem. I felt like I had to dig and claw and look in every crevice Mm -hmm. to find the technical classes. And so I think this is probably where you and I are very similar. It shouldn't be this hard. It was so hairdressers to find this information outside of a handbook. Right. Um, And so this is probably where we have our passion of sharing it for, right. It was too hard. It shouldn't be this hard. So much more. I remember saying like back in the day, I'm like, I'm going to walk away with a master's, master's cosmetology degree, but I can't find this freaking information to make me a master. Yeah. yeah. And even the books and the, the, it's, they're hard to find. And you have to piece the information together. You have to be, someone was like, what's the book you'd recommend? And I'm like, there's, that's a hard question. There's just so many and you literally have to piece it together. Mm -hmm. And so this is probably where we are very similar again in the way that we educate. It's like, let's take all that, that we had to piece together and put it in an order so that somebody can come and get it. It's so much easier. It's going to take you this many hours to get the information that it took us to put together. Right. Yeah. Um, Well, I think what's cool too, is like you said, you put the pieces together. So there is a very good chance that you've put the pieces together slightly differently than Mm -hmm. the pieces that I have. And so I think this kind of goes back to the value of just education in general. Like there are people who really have a lot of phenomenal wisdom to share. And uh, yeah, God, to your point, putting it's, there's a lot that I had to, to hours, days, years to put it all together. Yes. Investment. It shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be. It was hard. It was really hard to find that information. There's a few, very little, it's sprinkled. And so I love, love, love um, that it's becoming more talked about now, as far as the technical understanding, the science of what we do, understanding the chemistry and tying it in with the artistry, because it's all of it. It's Mm -hmm. all of it. It's not just I need to learn how to balayage. Well, okay, but if you're going to learn how to balayage, what is it that makes the difference between the lighteners? How do you choose your developer? What is the canvas that you're like? It's so 
nuanced. And I think mm-hmm. it was when I realized that, like, oh my God, this is not a one size fits all thing at all. But we have been taught hair color and color theory as a one size fits all. Like mm-hmm. you talked taught 6N. That's what you that's your go-to number one shade that's sold, guys, 6N. But hello, they're all different. And there's a reason why they're all different. And I understand it to a certain level. And so um, yeah, there's it shouldn't be that difficult. And I'm my heart is happy seeing it talked about more, the value mm-hmm. of it, the importance of understanding the the nerdy stuff. We put this label mm-hmm. in it of nerdy, but you guys have to understand that it is a foundational part of what we do. I have to tell you that may, dry, drives me nuts. The hair nerds. And I'll tell you why. Yes. Call it nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not really what it is. It's like, if you want to create your art, you have to know this. If you want to be able to create what you see in your head. So honestly, I'm like, it's not nerdy. It's creative. It's, it's using information to create what you want to create. So you're stuck because you don't want to learn that. Yeah. Okay. Well. I mean, continue to be stuck. You're going to be, I remember, oh gosh, there's this one person I remember. I will never say their name, but they're like, oh, I don't want to learn. I'm just artsy. And I'm like, but you're missing a piece of your art. Yeah. Think about every single famous artist. Every single famous actual artist knows their paints. What Mm -hmm. kind of paint they use, what canvas they're painting on. They know it like back of their hand. And so, yeah, I think we say it's nerdy because we think of science and chemistry as like nerdy classes, but it's, that's what I'm saying. Like it's a fundamental foundational part of what we do. If you don't understand it, there is that whole, there's a black hole in your knowledge. And I totally get it too. Like, it's just like a common thing to say, but I've um, said it, I've totally said it too, but like, Again, I have to think about how is it being. It drives them nuts. It just drives me nuts because I feel like it limits people. Like, and and who can learn it and who can't? Wow. Oh, you can't learn it because you're artsy. Oh, Julie, I'm not going to say it anymore after this. Like I've said, oh, it I, I'm not. I'm not calling you out on that. No, 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 no. But like, but, I didn't think about. So I'm always like, I'm on offer perspective. I want to offer perspective. What a perspective shift for me because I say it jokingly, like, okay, hair nerds. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait a second, no, no, no. That's not something I want to joke about because, and you just gave me a big light bulb aha moment because it's not something to joke about. And if I label it that way, then it's going to make it seem like it is only for the nerdy people. And it's not, it is for the creatives. Like it's, it's literally creatives, right. So the creatives can be more creative, right? Yeah. Now I will say this, and I think this may be partly what it is when I first started educating. So I loved that I educated with a color company in the beginning because I learned how to educate, mm-hmm. but it was because of the people that were training me. And so one of my favorite people on this planet, her name is Jessie Lewis. She's not with the company more. She's doing actually something different, but she taught me a lot because I would come in with all the science because it was exciting to me. And so I would say, oh, we could share this and we could share this. And she said, I hear you, Julie. She said, but what is the hairdresser going to do with that? Teach them what they can do with it. And so since that day, I have realized if I'm going to teach somebody how you see color, now, I'm not going to teach them how you see color for the sake of how you see color. Cause it's cool. I'm like, but how do they take that and to translate it into what they do every day? And I was like, this is, 
I'm like, it was a missing piece, right? Yeah. It's funny. Yesterday I went on my stories and I asked people why they follow me. And I said, if you're following, cause you like the science and chemistry, what does knowing that do for you? Yeah. Like what, what is, it is it going in your brain of like cool shit to know? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it do? And so I just kind of wanted to pick people's brains and see what they thought. And so I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, yeah, there's, there's purpose. So what, what did they say? What were they saying out of curiosity? Um, so I can actually read some of them. Yeah, so a lot I'm of so them were saying, a lot of them were saying about how understanding the science and chemistry, they understand that it relates to how their formulas show up. Um, I didn't read through all of them. There was a lot. Let's see. So That's how does awesome. knowing the science and chemistry help you? And knowing the why is crucial for great results and also how I can fix any situation. Um, it's important because I want to become an educator and knowing the ins and outs helps. It mm-hmm. makes the job more serious to me, especially when I pull out the knowledge to my clients. Um, I yeah. use it to help explain to other students how things work. It helps me in turn formulate better, like taking into consideration texture, porosity, and density. Yeah. So it's, people are getting it, Julie. They're understanding yeah. it. And, and you have played a crucial part in that. So I hope that you give yourself kudos and I hope that you praise yourself because I think whatever your intention was, I don't know specifically, but I know it was to raise the bar and you're doing that. Mm. You are doing that with, with what you're sharing and bringing the excitement and making, for lack of a better word, science and chemistry sexy and juicy and fun instead of textbook, let me put my glasses on and be a nerd. And so you are definitely one of the people um, in this movement. And so I I know that I appreciate watching what you do and having you as a friend. And I think this industry needs you and uh, needs more people like you and and myself I will give myself a little bit of credit too because hundred uh, you know, percent like I won't, I'm like where are you <laughs> yeah, I don't discount what I do anymore either because no I'm 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 right there with you right like in yes. the trenches of how can we help and the more people that come on board and help I feel like the better it's not about <laughs> I want all the students or I don't want her to have any students or I want to take that I am better that you are better that I, like we were talking because it about becomes it. about you and me and it's not about me and you all that you're serving right it's, it's about the people you're serving no for sure um i love that you give yourself kudos i'm i'm not good at that you know yes. i i i i just not right so and it's okay i'm getting there i'm getting better at that but but i love that you said what you said because people always assume that i love chemistry and I always tell the story. No, I literally ran from the chemistry and went to interior design. How do you think I eventually went to fashion school? <laughs> because when I ran from it, I, I, I ran into the creative world. And so the only reason it, together, <laughs> yes, the only reason I enjoy this chemistry is because I can see how it actually works in this business. Yeah. In this, with this fabric, with the color wheel and the only reason I enjoy it because I can see the connection. I don't want to learn the chemistry of makeup. I have no desire to learn the chemistry of perfume or products. Like I don't like chemistry, but color chemistry, different story. Totally different story because it's relatable to what we do. It relates to the creative side and it opens doors like, whoa, I can do that with that and get that. 
It's wild. It's wild when you realize how much it all ties in, guys. Um, so if you're a colorist, just know that there is value when you're ready to explore what's possible in the science and the chemistry and, and really understanding how color works, not just the art theory, but how it translates to the color theory, right? Mm -hmm. And so it is all part of this industry. It's you shying away from it is fine if that's what you choose to do, but just know that when you're ready to explore that, that it's not going to be as hard <laughs> because we're trying to make it more accessible because yes. it's important because it's important. It's important. So, um, and the other thing I wanted to, to just kind of, kind of touch on, and, and we did touch on it, but I want to circle back to, um, the importance of us as an industry collectively leveling up. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to show like, you know, if, if you are against somebody else who's doing what you're doing, i.e., you do not agree with the salon down the street from you. You're, you and your hairdresser next to you butt heads. Educator, talking smack on educator. Color company, like this is going to take us nowhere. So I'm bash basically like bashing my hands together. But when we can collectively come together, guess what's going to happen? The mm -hmm. whole industry elevates. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people who are not of that mindset and that's okay. But if you're listening and if you listen to the podcast, if you follow me, if you follow people like Julie, like just know that there is a group of people, hairdressers, colorists, salon owners, educators who are committed to collectively leveling up the industry in any way that we can. So I just, I love that you agreed to be on this podcast with me. We teach similar concepts. And I support and love everything that you do. And I'm just so happy. And I hope that you guys who are watching, who are listening, you, you, you take this as an example of what's possible when we all just work together. It's not about me or you. It's how do we make the industry better? How do we make our salon better for our clients to have a better experience? How do we make just, how do we up level? And um, so I just, I wanted to share that. And I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. No, I love that you said that. And I think, you know, if we're, there's a desperate need for a hairdresser to feel smart, to feel right. Because our industry has been talked down on for so long. And, you know, when COVID happened and, you know, are we essential? Are we not essential? And, you know, and even, you know, as, as hairdressers, you know, we like to say, I'm not just a hairdresser. And what I have to say to that is, okay, yes, you're not just a hairdresser, but you got to step up to that title, right? If you're going to say, I'm not just a hairdresser, then you have to invest in the education and learning as though you are not just, just a hairdresser, right? And so if you see, you know, theory, don't shy away from it because you're not just a hairdresser. Do you know what I'm saying? And so if you're going to say that, you got to act upon that and act in that way that you are not just a hairdresser. And so I like what you said when someone had said, when she talks about the education, her clients realize she's a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. And so when you do speak in that way, don't just, you know, cause sometimes we throw around, Oh, 6A, 6N, da, da, da. they think we're so smart. Okay. No, 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 no. Take it another level higher. Yeah. Right. I'm going to use it. I will be shook. 
<laughs> and they are. Yeah. Like when I decided to step away from being um, uh, behind the chair, because I was part time at the end of before I left um, being behind the chair, I was part time hairdresser and part time educator. But when I was like, okay, I'm going to go all in, they were like, they were not surprised because I was constantly speaking education. That it just made they made, it made sense, you know, to them. But but to 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 your point about doing it together, right? I think I see so many more of us on that that in that place where we want to support each other and not tear each other down, right? Um, because that is so much ego in there that you know it's like if you serve the people, it's it, like you don't have time. Yeah. to tear down other people. Now I will say this because you and I've talked about this and this is where the challenge lies specifically with social media. You can go the completely opposite direction where you won't say anything when you see something, someone saying that isn't correct. Right. So it's like, how do you do it where you're not tearing someone down, but you know, okay, this is not good information. And you're about to tell 10 million or a thousand stylists and and right now, my hope is that hairdressers listening tune into this and start to critically think just because someone said something does not make it accurate. So my hope is you're, you're doing your homework so that when you do hear something, you just don't automatically believe it. And number two, as social media continues to grow and do its thing, how do we do it? How do we have these conversations in private, hey, do you mind if I share something with you? Or are you open to me sharing some information that may not necessarily be what you're sharing? And I think that's the question that we should ask each other. How do we do this? Right? Because doing it in public or in somebody's comments is, and this is me being judgmental, but is probably the tackiest way to go about it. and, and it's like I said, it's it's my opinion because there's a lot of stuff that I disagree with. Um, and that's, it's just a disagreement. I'm going to just move on because if I don't like the way she's foiling, who cares? Who cares how she foils? I'm just going to keep moving on. But if I see information that isn't actually true, yeah, you're right. How do we have that conversation? Well, what you do mm-hmm. is you message somebody privately and if they're open to receiving it and if they're not, that's okay too. But yeah, you said- they ask for information. Ask for permission. Is it okay? And are you open to something? Yeah. Are you, are you open to me sharing something with you on the science or, or whatever and, and, and let them open the door for you. And, but here's the other thing I have been tagged by other stylists in other educator or whatever comments, because you're trying to use me to shame the person for what they're saying. I will never do that. I, I think one of like, I've always had respect for you, but the bar elevated when I had a reel that went viral on BTC, it was shared with behind the chair. It was about how toner doesn't close the cuticle and Mm -hmm. people tagged you on it. And I was just like, okay. Oh boy, I hate when people do I know, but you know, what's funny is you came with so much facts, love, empathy. It was not shaming me. Because what I was saying was not incorrect. You were not shaming the hairdresser for tagging you and getting you involved. And so like that, you ask how you do it. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. If you get tagged into it, then you have a conversation from a place. Because we we're talking about this earlier, social media, one of the drawbacks is it's desensitized us from the humanness of 
who we are, of the essence. So it's so easy for people to just go on social media and talk shit and say stuff and be salty and and just throw shade at somebody who has is a whole human with there's feelings, there's a person of emotion. Yes, they have a family, they have children, they have been through traumas and like. We forget that because we're behind our little keyboards or behind our phones. Mm-hmm. And so to, to bring that back, that's what, that's the one drawback of social media is we forget that it's a real person. Mm-hmm. So when people were commenting, you know, on my BTC reel, there was some really hurtful words. And that was the day where I reached out to you because you and Nikki mm-hmm. were doing live. And I was like, I don't know how to handle this. Like, I feel so attacked and these people don't even know me and they're saying all of these things and so um so no matter what it is whether you're calling somebody out or you're trying to shift a perspective or you just want to give an opinion or you know like you said are you open to to something I want to share like don't forget that Uh there's a whole ass human being on the other side of that guys like real people real feelings real traumas, real triggers. And Mm -hmm. you don't know if what you say could throw somebody off the edge. You, yeah. So it's like, how do you not, not, cause you don't want to avoid, you don't want to live in a la la land. Like everybody's right. Everybody can have, you know, and just share. Cause that's not truth either. Yeah. Yeah. That's not okay either. Right. So there's gotta be that balance. And I love how you said there's a human there, there's feelings there's So there's a way to be empathetic and kind because at the end of the day, you could also be wrong. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you know how many times I've been wrong, guys? <laughs> yeah. Right? I've been wrong. And like, it, it mm-hmm. takes somebody to show me. Yeah. It, like my husband, for example, is great at this. Like if I'm not right in something, and this is not with the hair industry, obviously, but he'll show it in a loving, empathetic way of just like, hey, did you look at it this way? Hey, maybe you're looking at it from these glasses and let's like go ahead and shift that perspective real quick. I- similar husbands. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so great because it's like, Oh, I didn't think about it that way. You might be right. Let me go ahead and explore that real quick. And if I'm wrong, I will be the first to admit that I was wrong because what did you say in the beginning, Julie? It's not about getting it right. Uh, Oh, Oh, okay. So this is my friend, Lenny all the time. And I have just honed in on this because he's right. He said, I don't want to, um, I don't have to be right. I have to get it right. So I want to get it right. I don't want, um, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me say that. Okay. Clearer. Uh, He says, I don't have to be right. I want to get it right for who he's sharing the information for. So basically it's not about you. (laughs) It's not about none of, none of this. And if, if for educators, it's not about you, it's about who you're serving for hairdressers. It's not about you. It's about who you're serving for salon owners. Like, so the educators we're serving hairdressers, hairdressers, you're serving clients, salon owners, you're serving hairdressers. So who are you, who are you serving? That's, that's who matters. Yeah. So it's like me and Julie going at it is not going to do nothing to help this industry, right? Mm -hmm. Your hair, your neighbor and you going at it is going to do nothing. Nothing. Um, so just some things to, to, to be mindful of if you choose to receive this information and if it doesn't resonate with you, that's totally okay too. You know, that's okay. Or even have people that, you know, will tell you the truth. Like I've had a couple cosmetic com- chemists come on my page and I have reached out to them. I said, listen, if I ever say anything that seems off to you, I want you to tell me. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. That's hard to open yourself up. Right. 
Um, because but do you think it's the delivery that counts though? Like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. And listen, there will be a cosmetic chemist. I love her. She's so good. Cause when she does come on and gives clarity, she is the kindest human being about it. She, and she could bash anybody she wanted to because she, her smarts are so huge, but she never does that. And because, because it comes back to understanding that there's a human with humans. Yes. Okay. So here's something my husband has taught me. He's like, do you want to be heard? Like, do you just want to scream it out so people hear you? Or do you want the point to, if you want them to understand really what you're trying to say? And I was like, oh. Because okay. I have heard all day. I am Armenian. I have a temper. I have, yeah. like, I could go, and I won't. I won't do it. Because mm-hmm. you're right. It's not going to serve. Um, and that's hard for me. I'm a Jersey girl. So, yeah. like, my, we've had this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he'll always say, like, and, and he learned that from uh, experience, a, a situation where he had a family member just kind of yell at somebody. At, no, no, he didn't yell. They actually were calm. And he said, and they got what they wanted. Because, yes, because they were heard. That is my husband. Brilliant. My husband has never raised his voice ever to me or anybody else. Mm. Uh, it's the exact opposite. It is very calm, cool, collected. I just need to get my point across. Yes. And yeah. so, yeah, there's, there's definitely a finesse on how we can communicate with each other when there is, cause like you said, if, if there's something that's off, you don't want to no. just ignore it, no. but when you want to call it out or speak it or whatever, there is a finesse to that. So even with your clients, how you communicate mm-hmm. to your clients, you know, you could go, Hey, you know what? You're always late. You're, I'm not allowing you to book anymore. Or you can have another conversation like, hey, is there a reason why when I book with you, it's been a a reoccurrence that you have been 15 or 20 minutes late? Would it be better for me to book your appointment 30 minutes late? Like how you go about the communication with people matters. And so in this ever evolving industry, um, just be mindful. In the social media world (laughs) that we live in every day. Yeah. And it's, that's why I say it's like a blessing and a curse. I think there are more pros. Um, and, and there are the, the, the few cons and there are, and that's just, that's just life, um, and everything. And so just be mindful of how you communicate with people. For those of you that are listening, um, don't be afraid to jump, to take a risk, um, to invest in Mm -hmm. your career, um, in your education, whatever that looks like for you, just remember when you're green, you grow and mm-hmm. ripe rot. And so remember growth, right? You're either growing or decaying. So how do we continue to grow as individuals um, so that the whole industry can grow? And it's happening. It's happening. And so I love it. It makes my heart happy um, to see how much has changed in in this industry. And I can't wait to see uh, where it all goes, right? Yeah. Where it's going to go. Who knows? It's, it's fun to watch. And, and I'm grateful to be a little dot in your life for you who is listening. Um, hopefully a resource, a glimmer of hope, a, a what's possible, uh, for you. And so for those of you that are listening, I appreciate you. Um, for those of you that tune in every week, thank you. Uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to come on here and chat, but it's even more exciting to come on here and chat with a friend. And so, um, Julie, I admire you. I respect you. I am so excited to see what you're going to create and how the ripple 
effect from your impact in this industry is going to be. I have no doubt that we're just trending in an up direction. That's how I choose to see it. Um, yeah. And thank you for taking your time. I know I took a lot of your time, but I feel like I could talk to you um, for hours. For hours. No, I so appreciate you asking me to come on and I so enjoyed this. I mean, we talked for a good hour before we even got on because it's just so fun to find people that you can connect with, that you have a love and, and share that. So I totally think that we should have like a little um, getaway and we should have like that would be so fun. Do it. Um, do it. Yes. Just like a weekend. Yeah. Just- I think that we should get a little crew together and have a good time and just spend time. Um, yeah. Envisioning all the good stuff. Cause there is a lot of good stuff guys. There is a lot of good stuff. Um, if you choose to see it. And so with that, Julie, how can they find you? Oh, um, well, we're online. So Instagram, we are always on the gram. It's at colors with chemistry and online. We have a website colors with chemistry.com. Perfect. I will put it in the description. If you guys want to, if you're not already, I'm sure you are, but if you're not, um, give Julie a follow. She's, uh, she's got a really great way of sharing a lot of information. You share a lot of information on your page and it's fun. Like oh. it's, it's a fun way. Like, I feel like I share information in a very like matter of fact context, like with information and graphics and stuff. And you do a lot of the fun. But I love that. Okay. Here's why I love that because they actually coincide with one another. They actually fit really well. So I hope everyone is saving your stuff. There's a like lot of saves, thankfully. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And, 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 and can I actually add to that? Not just save, but like actually implement and utilize and like put in the brain and let it marinate that sucker. <laughs> yeah. Cause knowledge is great. Uh, applied knowledge is better. Just FYI. Um, you can know all the cool shit, but if you're not using it, then it's kind of wasting space in your brain. So hopefully with what Julie shares with what I share, it inspires you. You shared about this yesterday on your stories and I loved it. Um, the pages both mine, Julie's, any educator, any educator that you guys follow, that is not typically the education. So oh, you said yes. yesterday, and I loved it. Like what, what I, and I'm going to speak for myself and Julie, you can speak for yourself. What I share is, is nuggets, is pieces, is bits of the whole picture. And I think you said it best yesterday, like invest in yourself. Like this is not, you You don't come to my page for the actual education. It's pieces of it. And, and there's a reason why you can then take a class and invest. Because if I gave this for free all the time, you would not use it, guys. You would not use this information. If there's and I wouldn't no... be able to actually do it every day. Yeah, that too. Right? Like all of that, like all of it. It's yeah. so important. And and you're right. Like people will take little pieces, but it's like, that's not, that is helpful. A hundred percent. It's right? a helpful thing to know. It's a really helpful thing to know. And, and hopefully we can help bring value with the nuggets. Right. So that you go, okay, this stuff is really going to work. Um, yeah. And then when you get the whole picture, it's like, dang, <laughs> the whole yeah, thing it's, a whole, it's a whole story guys. And, um, yeah. You know, I've had people, and I don't know if you have before, but I've had people question why I charge 
for a class or why do I, why do I have to pay? And it's like, well, you don't, you can go spend 10 years and dig and <laughs> like you can, but well, I I ask them, I'm like, wait a minute. Cause this is, this goes back and forth. Um, I actually, um, talked about this today. Um, I always say, well, do you run your business behind the chair for free? Do people come to your chair and ask for a free haircut? Do you give that I to them? Like it when they ask you for a free haircut? Yes, it's not for you know. And so, or you know, whatever. And I said, I always laugh. I'm like, the things that hairstylists complain about sometimes they actually do to educate guilty. me. Yeah, guilty of. Yeah, right. And you won't know that until you you are in a space of being an educator and like you know, hundred percent. How would you formulate for this? And it's like, well you have to understand. And, and my following is not even anywhere near yours. And so with my, however many thousand followers, if I did that every day and answered those questions, I would have no time. And so that's why there is education guys out there. Um, Instagram, YouTube, it's great for nuggets. It is great for, you said it yesterday, inspiration to inspire you to want to dig deeper at what's possible. But what's possible takes a commitment from you because if anything is done for free, there's no value there. I'm sorry. It's a waste of your time, my time, Julie's time, whoever's time. And so just, just think about that when you ask um, an educator for help. And I know, Julie, you help people. I help people. I'm in the DMs, but I'm not going to give you your answer because it's like with my son with homework. He goes, well, this person's parents help this person with homework. I'm like, well, they're doing that person a very big disservice. If I, if I tell you, and you don't get it. And this is why I love how you teach too. It's the, the, the auditory, the visual and the kinesthetic. Like if you, if it's not all being locked in together, it doesn't matter. I can tell you till my face turns blue, how to, how to formulate. It's not going to, it's not going to go in. So anyways, um, with that being said, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you. Thank you. This was amazing. And I appreciate you. Ditto my friend. Hey, I hope you guys like this. Bye.